Hello beautiful people, it is Thanksgiving Day today and I welcome you to the fourth episode of the Purpose Well Podcast. To all my listeners, I'm grateful that you're here and an extra big thank you to those who take the time to come back every single week. I appreciate you. For those who are here for the first time, my name is Shireen Yeager. I'm a holistic wellness coach based in the Netherlands and I empower you to find healing at the root in soul, body and spirit so that you can live out your unique purpose-driven life. So last week I talked about five ways to thrive in difficult times and the first one of the list was to cast out fear. And here I mentioned one of the ways to protect your mental space and environment from fear is by keeping a gratitude journal. Now to stay in the theme of today, I'll be unpacking, you guessed right, gratitude and thanksgiving. So I've noticed, and also I think it's common knowledge, that depression rates and stress levels increase around the holiday season. So why is that? And how can gratitude or thanksgiving help fight that? And that is what today's episode is all about, the power of thanksgiving. It's also the last episode of The Purpose Well as you know it for this year. So starting next week, I'll be working on a new series of episodes for you to enjoy in 2021. But stay with me, you. I'm not leaving you out in the cold. <laughs> Throughout December and January, I will be sharing short nuggets of wisdom and positive affirmations for our transition into the next year. So hopefully you're looking forward to that as much as I am. So I want to take a moment to state the obvious. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a doctor. And the things I share on this podcast are a collection of knowledge that I've gained through my own research and studies as a wellness coach, my own experiences as an overcomer of many mental and physical health complications, as well as personal opinions. So next year, I'll be bringing in the health specialists, such as psychologists and doctors who have those real conversations with me on the same topics of health and wellness. Now that we've got that settled, let's get into it. Let me start off by saying this. If in any case you're suffering from depression, I want to encourage you to find the help that you need from a specialist to help you cope and beat this. As someone who went through several stages of depression myself, I promise you there is hope. You are valued, you are loved and appreciated, and you're created with a purpose. And even though it might not be as evident to you today, I am living proof that you do have the strength within you to overcome this. Please reach out to me on Instagram for encouragement or even if you need help to get help. So I mentioned before that depression rates and stress levels increase around the holiday season. So one of the most obvious reasons, and I think it's probably worse today due to the times that we live in, is social isolation. As born social beings, connectedness is imperative to our well-being. We are by design created to have vertical and horizontal relationships if we want to thrive. Now what do I mean by that? So the vertical relationship is a relationship that we have with our creator. And the horizontal relationships are the relationships that we have with one another. So friends, family, other loved ones, and even strangers, you name it. We all need each other. 
So I'll never forget when I learned about this one case study led by René Spitch. He uh, was an Austrian psychoanalyst back in uh, the US back in the 40s that showed how vital our need for social connection is. I think it's, I still think it's quite cruel experiment to have, especially on children, but it is to show the negative impact that social isolation has on our health. So this study can trigger your emotions just to give you a warning up front, okay? So this experiment um, was done on 40 newborns to determine whether individuals could thrive on the basic physiological needs only. So without any sort of connection, no physical touch, comforting, affection whatsoever. So one half of these children would have caregivers assigned to them to feed them, to nurture them, to tend to both their physical, um, psychological and emotional needs. And on the other half of these children would have assigned caregivers with clear instructions to only go in to change their diapers, to bathe them, to feed them and leave it at that. So no unnecessary touch, no playtime, no communication. So yes, their basic physical needs were met to the T and also in a hygienic environment, and none of these babies got sick physically. However, they had to terminate the experiment after four months because half of the babies had died of loneliness at this point. These babies were physically so healthy, but before they died, they gave up on responding to their caregivers. It was just complete apathy. No sound, no movement, not even a cry. I also can't imagine the mental impact this must have had on the caregivers. On the other hand, um, the other half of the babies that were well taken care of and also nurtured emotionally, these they were healthy and happy and there was there were no deadly cases whatsoever. So needless to say, the conclusion was that connectedness and nurturing relationships is fundamental. It's a fundamental human need to thrive and social isolation can have devastating effects on our health. So although the results may not be directly deadly for adults who have already built up more emotional and psychological resilience, can you imagine the impact that this prolonged social distancing has on our health and well-being? Loneliness is actually a thing. And then to think that people actually want to nurture this as some sort of a new culture? I'll pass. Thank you. So another reason people might experience more depressing emotions could be the increased demand to perform during the holidays. The pressure. So the question we should ask ourselves though, does it come from others or from ourselves? Because... Yeah, it could be several things, actually. It could be the pressure that we feel to perform in our social environment. You know, some people can feel obligated to make the best meal or to give the best gifts when maybe they might not even have the means or the energy to give or pressure at work to hit those targets before the year ends or the tension and stress that people with social anxiety experience when they need to interact with others, you know, during certain events and even pressure felt by those who are actually already depressed and 
people, well, with the best intentions, of course, wish them happy holidays when, as a matter of fact, they genuinely cannot. A common symptom that comes with depression is anhedonia. And this is the loss of interest in things that are generally known as enjoyable to you and me, you know, activities um, that are supposed to be fun. Um, they might just have, you know, an inability to experience pleasure at all. So am I saying not to wish people happy holidays? Of course not. It is just to expand our awareness to, um, if you are at all dealing, of course, with someone who is depressed, not to tell them to cheer up, you know, um, and find other ways to communicate your best wishes to them during the holidays. So I would say as a tip for this, you know, feeling the pressure, don't give in to it. Realize that you're enough, your presence is enough, and your level or ability to give and what you can do is enough. You can't do but give your best and that should be respected. So then there's also grief. So during the holidays, people may be extra confronted with the absence of a lost loved one or that they lack genuine relationships. Even those that are not alone can actually, unfortunately, just really be lonely. And um, just to uh, open up a little bit on that, this was years ago. I used to be still a student. I was back in Rotterdam and I was in a room full of friends and um, everybody was having a great time and for some reason I was just not able to join in on the fun. I was just sitting in my chair staring in front of me into nothingness, you know? And um, so if this is the case for you, I really, really know how it feels. And um, I also know how it feels when someone actually takes the time to reach out and say, hey, are you okay? Um, because in this group of all my friends that were in, um, that were present, there was one person who reached out to me, put a hand on my shoulder and said, Hey Shireen, is everything okay? Just that already comforts so much. But, um, I guess also what I want to say is that you're not, um, we're not doing this just to... We're not just waiting around for other people to comfort us. Of course, it's important and it's really great to have someone to be able to do that. You know, if you're in that position to receive something, because some people don't even have, you know, people reaching out to them like that. There is something that you actually can do. So I mentioned the benefits of volunteering um, in a previous episode already. But this is just really so powerful. So volunteering will give us the appreciation to do something for others who are in so much need of care and attention that you might be surprised to see how grateful you are that or how grateful you'll feel that you are able to provide um, that care and attention for someone else just to see the smiling faces of those people that are at the receiving end of your help 
will fill your heart with so much joy. And if you are interested in volunteering programs um, when you're here in the Netherlands, um, there's a great project or a great foundation that I would say uh, for you to reach out to. Um, it's called Stichting Hope for Morgen. It's in English, it's Foundation Hope for Tomorrow. So they feed over 700 families in Amsterdam every single week without government subsidies. So this organization is so dear to my heart just because of the genuinely, genuinely selfless work that they do every single day, you know. And because it's a ministry, they do this without government subsidies. They are able to also feed even those who are unregistered and literally have no place to go. Every year around the holiday season, they have uh, Christmas celebrations to give thousands of people a wonderful time with food, with music and other activities. Of course, it is not possible at this time during to, um, during um, yeah this COVID season um, and all the restrictions that come with it but they are organizing a Christmas walk um, a Christmas walkthrough on the 18th of December so really I, I know they will appreciate it so much if you just give them a call and ask them how you can help just you can contact them uh, at 06145 45065. So go ahead, join in, or you can by all means find your own project to volunteer. I promise you it will be worth your while. So how do we stay as connected as much as possible in this time where social distancing is a must? And where does gratitude fit in the picture of this all? So I already mentioned one thing, you know, that's volunteering, which is very powerful. Um, another thing, I mean, even though it's definitely not the same, we can really be thankful with how far technology has come today. This is one thing to be so grateful for. So I'd say take note of those around you, you know, um, who lives alone, who has no one to celebrate uh, with, or um, if in your country at all you're allowed to come together as separate households, reach out to them and give them, um, give them a call, invite them to your dinner table if you can, and celebrate with them, you know? Um, and if you can't come together as a separate household, Give them a video call and tell them that you're grateful for them and why. Or you can even have, um, if that's something that you would like, you know, you can even have dinner with each other um, with a face call, with a with a FaceTime or with a video call. I mean, it can feel kind of strange, but hey, I think we really have to make um, the best of this season. And if this is something that will allow us to connect with each other then I really think that this is what uh, we should do. And also, just a side note, what I think is important is don't connect with someone that is alone or lonely out of pity, but do it out of genuine love and or appreciation for that person. It is true, sometimes we can get so caught up in our own lives with our own families or 
with our own, you know, with our own things, our, our daily things that we have to worry about um, or take care of, that we don't realize that there are people who don't have anyone to celebrate or connect with. So it will really make people feel welcome and appreciated. You could also um, write a thank you note. So not only does this boost their self-confidence and a sense of belonging, you also get a big fat bonus of increased mental fortitude as your brain produces oxytocin when you experience gratitude. So oxytocin is a bonding hormone, so to say. It is the same hormones that the same hormone that mothers release after giving birth, and it's even found in breast milk. And also, the USC study um, was conducted where participants were asked to imagine how they would feel if they would be saved by someone providing food, shelter, or clothing in times of tragedy. Uh, times of tragedy. And it showed that the prefrontal cortex was activated while expressing their emotions and thoughts of gratitude. So the prefrontal, a prefrontal cortex is the part of our brain that is important for our decision-making, emotions, and moral cognition. So it confirms again the link between gratitude and our ability to feel connected. And even helps us make better decisions on a daily. I mean, so many benefits. And then there's this um, other thing that I also already mentioned. Should we wait around for other people to come to us and to show their appreciation? Absolutely not, my friend. Remember, last week, um, I also mentioned to keep a gratitude journal. Write down what you're thankful for. A study on gratitude showed that those who practiced gratitude journaling experienced a reduction in depressive symptoms by 35% for as long as the journaling continued. That is really something. And if that's not a motivation to help you, um, to help yourself by starting a gratitude journal and improve your own mental health, I don't know what is. So gratitude reduces stress levels also and allows us to appreciate what we have, no matter how much or little that might be. And also it doesn't simply reduce stress levels. It's been proven for years to play a major role in overcoming trauma. So according to Psychology Today, a 2006 study found that Vietnam War veterans with higher levels of gratitude experienced lower rates of post-traumatic stress disorder. And another study um, back in 2003 found that gratitude was a great contributor to resilience people showed to have had after the terrorist attack on 9-11. So to me, once again, this shows that even in the worst times in our lives, we have the ability to shift our focus to the things that we do have and the things that we can be grateful for. Wow, as humans really have a superpower and it's called resilience. And then there's this, haven't you noticed that there are so often many people who are healthy and have so many things to be grateful for, and yet they're unhappy just because they don't find it enough or they want something else. And on the other side, there are people who seem to have so little and so much misfortune, but they're generally more happy. The simple difference is their practice of gratitude. Thank you.
Dr. David Steindl Rast is a monk and interfaith scholar, and he links happiness to gratefulness, suggesting that the one is born from the other. And I'll quote something really beautiful that he said during his TED talk that I'd highly suggest you'd watch, by the way. Um, and I personally find it to be so true. And I quote, it is not happiness that makes us grateful. It is gratitude that makes us happy. Now, the word teaches us that it's God's will for us in Christ to have a lifestyle of practicing gratitude. To rejoice always, to pray continually, to give thanks in all circumstances. And we're encouraged to not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your, your request to God. And now I'd like to close with an old quote from an unknown source. And I'm sure that over the years, um, the numbers have changed. And again, it is not to downplay the actual issues that you might have or we have. But again, it is to, for us to shift our focus for a moment and to come to a realization of the many, many things that we can or should be grateful for. Things that many often... Um, Many of us oftentimes take for granted because these things have become more than normal to us. So here goes. If you have food in your fridge, clothes on your back, a roof over your head, and a place to sleep, you are richer than 75% of the world. If you have money on your bank, your wallet, and some spare change, you are among 8% of the world's wealthiest people. If you woke up this morning with more health than illness, you are more blessed than the millions of people who will not survive this week. If you've never experienced the danger of battle, the agony, or the imprisonment, or torture, or the horrible pangs of starvation, you're luckier than 500 million people that are alive and suffering. If you can read, you are more fortunate than 3 billion people in the world who cannot read at all. Now, according to ourworlddata.org, um, only 12% of the people in the world could read and write in 1820. And today the share has reversed. So only 14% of the world population that was in 2016 rem uh, remained illiterate. And while that's also something to be grateful for, we should realize that if that were the case today, 14% of the world population is still almost 2 billion people today. We have really, truly so much to be grateful for. All right, beautiful people, that is it for today's episode. I hope you once again enjoyed it. You can find me on Instagram at The Purposewell and at Shireen Yeager to keep updated and share your love by following this podcast on Spotify and share with friends and family that might enjoy it as well. Don't be a stranger. Send me a DM on Instagram or leave me a voice note with your health and wellness related questions so that I can include them in my next season of episodes. And don't forget to tune in starting next week for nuggets of wisdom and positive affirmations in our transition to next year. Thanks again for listening. Be healthy and be made perfect in love. Till next time.